0: Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me, the door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need.
1: Thank you your bubbles turned on and we're going to look at that in a few seconds I've here last week. I know a lot of you young folks weren't but um, we, we start off with I, I shared a TV program that is very popular in the mad Advanced house Well, actually many programs we like house restoration programs uh, and any uh, Jonas in that house restoration? So some of you are going, yeah, some are not. Okay, so okay, let's do a different TV program, which we watch a little bit, and it's the, apparently it's the 18th series of it coming on in only a couple of weeks time. Who likes to watch? I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. If you, if some of us like to watch that. Okay, and uh, I'm not fully addicted because there's a lot of hours. But if you don't know what that's about, basically what they do is they get some C-list celebrities, <laughs> and and, and uh, they. That's, uh, that's generous. Okay, thank you. And they get some C-list, B, C, bcd list celebrities. They plop them in the, the outback in the middle of the jungle in, in Australia. And then for our delight and our engagement, basically they torture them. Is that fair? That's what they do. Yeah, they make them, they make them eat disgusting things or they drop a whole bunch of animals on, weird, dangerous animals on top of their heads and make them go swimming. In. And, and then just to really get us more engaged, we get to vote who to be tortured next. Uh, and uh, it's it's a lovely program, isn't it? Good Christian values. It's lovely, uh, and uh, uh, and and the whole point of it is they uh, they put them in these difficult situations to try to provoke these people to call. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And when they call it, it gets them out of the trial or gets them out of the situation. Uh, and then they're you know all the nasties are wiped off, and then they go there. You see, it wasn't that bad after all. Let's just see the doctor. And um, that's what they do. Okay. Now, I'm sure, anyone fancy going on that program? Yeah, no, I mean, what sort of publicity-seeking person? Anyway, uh, that, that, that if you want to move from D-list to B-list, that's where you go, apparently. But how many have done, have you called out a similar phrase? Not, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. But have you ever said, I'm a Christian, get me out of here. Have you, have you ever prayed that to God? As in, you're in a situation and you're going, God, this is horrendous. I, you know, I'm a Christian, get me out of here. Has anyone ever prayed that? Yes, some of us have. Okay. The rest of you who just have perfect life, wait and it will happen. There, there's, there are times where you're going, life is just too intense, too, too much going on and, and, and you're just feeling, I, I just not sure if I can cope anymore. Um, we are looking, um, over a few weeks at a series called, we've called, uh, Jesus Steps In. And and we're we're exploring some instances, some people and situations in the New Testament where where Jesus steps in and transforms and steps in and changes. And sometimes he steps in and gets them out of there because they're, they're a Christian. We're looking at some characters. We're looking at some places because the truth is, I think many of us still would love Jesus to do that at times. How, we looked at last week. We looked at prayer, at healing. Sorry, we looked at healing situations where around Jesus, lots of people got healed. Whoever went to Jesus got healed. And, and how many were, would ever pray that as in Jesus? Would you step in and heal me? Have you ever prayed that? Uh, and we had some time last week, and we explored what that looked like, and we focused on a certain situation, uh, and, and then we gave a bit of time for us to encounter that because Jesus is still in the business uh, of healing, of stepping in and transforming. But this morning, I want to look at some, a different subject, um, but still with this, how Jesus steps in. And I want to look at prayer. Now, I'm not sure what stirs in your mind when you hear prayer. For many of us is, I'm not very good at it, or maybe does, does it work? Or uh, the truth is that probably many of us have prayed, God, will you step in and change things? And we're still waiting for God to step in and change things. It may be healing. It may be a lot wider that, that you've prayed for that. And I, I want us to, to explore a little bit more of that. You know, does Jesus step in and change things? Now, he's done the ultimate one. If you read the Gospels, you know that when God became flesh, became one of us, it was to save us. God so loved the world that he stepped in. And Jesus, Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection actually made a way. He has won the ultimate war against the enemy. He made it possible for us to become into relationship with God. This is what Jesus, the good news of Jesus is, is that there is a way to father God. And so, yes, Jesus has stepped in and transformed and made a way. But, but many of us also want to focus on that more short term, on those instances in our lives where we'd love for Jesus to step in and transform. And, and prayer seems a key part of that. And, and I, I want to unpack that a little bit this morning. In, in our Bible reading, what happens is, is the disciples ask Jesus to teach us how to pray. But, but I want you to understand the, the wider context. See, what happened is, is the disciples saw that, that around Jesus' life, incredible things happened. The p- miracles happened. People were healed. Uh, mass catering events happened. He walked on water. He, he raised the dead. He did some pretty incredible things. And, and what they saw is there was a connection between what these amazing things that happened and the way that Jesus prayed. It is, is that prayer connected to these incredible signs of God's kingdom. When he prayed, people got healed. When he prayed, miracles happened. When he prayed, uh, loaves sort of multiplied and fed loads of people. He saw; They saw that there was a clear connection. And so they went, Jesus, we want to see some of these miracles more in our lives. And prayer is clearly the, the, the wellspring of where that comes. So can you teach us how to pray so that we can see what happens around your life to happen around our lives? The reason they asked him to pray wasn't because we just fancy doing something. There was a cause and effect. They saw that Jesus' prayer led to incredible things. And they went, Jesus, could you teach us how to pray so that we can see these incredible things happen in and through our lives as well? So that's why they asked, because there was a connection. And they would have heard Jesus said, Jesus is in John chapter 5. He says, I only do and say what my father tells me to do and to say. So the way that Jesus knows what to do and say is because in prayer, that's where he gets charged up and hears those things. And it's an overflow. So I, I wanted to just explore this, how Jesus steps in. Now, it's not that Jesus steps in and fixes it. it we have in this passage that, that was read just a few moments ago that Jesus steps in and teaches us how to pray. Now, this is really significant. We just need to pause for a second because this is not just a, a handy hint to prayer. This is God in flesh telling us how to pray to God in heaven. This is God telling us how to pray to God. So this is severe inside knowledge, don't you think? So, so, you know, if you want to go better on prayer, if you want to say, how do I pray more? You You can come to listen to Mark or other people and you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Jesus going, I'll tell you guys, let me tell you what you do. Now, so we should be taking notes here, don't you think? is because this is Jesus saying, this is how you pray. Besides him being God anyway, and around his life, incredible things. So surely there's some cracking bits of, of insight here. And he gives us three things. Now I'm sure many of you have heard long sermons on prayers, and this will be a long sermon on something else. Uh, um, but this, the, I, I want us to approach this in a slightly different way. Because I think Jesus gives us a, a three sort of provocative, challenging headline things to, to nudge us to think Because he goes into, so he starts, well, his first one is this. He says, he says, you need to start in the right place. Now, many of you will know how Jesus answered when they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, when you pray, you pray what? You pray. Okay. Some of you will know. Okay. So those of you who know, if you can call out. Okay. So, so when he said, okay, the Lord's prayer. Okay. Ready? I want you, I want you to say the Lord's prayer to me. Okay. So, so when Jesus says, this is when you pray, pray this, pray. Okay, now, now, just, let me just, let me just have a little pause here, because if you have your Bibles, have a little look again. Okay, have a little look again. Have a little look at those verses, okay, okay. Now, there's a little bit of a problem here. Have you noticed a problem? Because you just went, our Father who art in heaven. It does not say that, does it? Jesus goes, pray this, Father, hallelujah be your name. So he didn't say our, and, and, and he didn't say, it, it, it's not our father who, who is in heaven. So he sort of missed out God's address, didn't he? Isn't that interesting? So, now when I, when I was younger, when I, when I first became a minister, uh, a, a more experienced minister said to me, he said, Mark, I'll give you a little hint here. Whenever you, whenever you lead a service and do something formal, always write it down, even the things you think you know really well. So that if you're going to do the Lord's Prayer, okay, make sure it's written down in front of you and read it. And I'm going, why? I know it. He said, I promise you at one point in your mind will go blank and, and you're leading it and you're going to go, uh, and you'll get the words wrong and everyone's going to, in, in, they'll, they'll be reverent, but inside they'll be laughing at you. No, you wouldn't, would you? Other churches would. You guys are just gracious. Or, or you, or you're going to look, you're going to feel stupid, aren't you? Because you're going, I got it wrong. So have a look here. Cause, cause Jesus didn't say our Father who art in heaven. He said Father. And then he says, um, your kingdom come, your, no, he doesn't say that. Have a look. Have a look, have a look. He says, "Your kingdom come." And then he goes, "Give us." Something. He just jumps. He just skips again, doesn't he? And and he just skips it out. I know what, what's he playing at? Why is he playing at? And then he goes, "And and and lead us not in temptation, but." Oh, come on! The nine learned that trick by now. Okay, have a look at the Bible. Have a look at the reading. He's he he doesn't. He goes and 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 you know and. To, Lead us not in temptation, and then he moves on to something else. Okay, here's the first point. Here's, here's the, the first point. I think I think this is not Jesus forgetting it, not Jesus making a mistake, not Luke who wrote this gospel. It wasn't him just going, oh, everyone knows it. I'll just do a brief version of it. I, I think Jesus did this on purpose because he wanted us to understand that we need to we need to start from the right place. And here's the real biggie: is that. Prayer is not about a formula. It's not about the set words. It's not you pray this right and it will work. It is not, that is not the heart of prayer. Remember who's saying this? This is God telling us how to communicate with God. He says, when you pray, remember guys, that our starting point isn't a formula. It's two things. He does, it's personal and keep perspective. Both prayers in the Matthew 6, which is what you're quoting me earlier on, by the way, is the Matthew 6, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, In Luke, he just says, Father, but they both start in the same place. They both start with Father. Now, now I appreciate that for some folks that the whole image of father is 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 not a great one because your your experience of father here on earth has been one of, of neglect or abuse or, or distance. And that's not the image that Jesus is wanting to stir in us is when it calls Abba Father, when he says Father God, is that Father is is a generous God who loves you, who welcomes you, who sings over you, who's delighted that you're here, who says, of course you can interrupt me. It's the Father that that is the perfect Father. And he says our starting point when we're connecting with God Almighty is really relational and personal. Our starting point is a God who says, come, come my daughters, come my, my sons, come come. That's our starting point. That's a really significant thing. It's not a formula. Our initial access point, our initial connection point with prayer, it is actually, Jesus says really clearly, start in the right place. Start with personal. He cares about you. In fact, that personal goes weaves throughout the prayer. It, it, it goes again and he, he talks about forgive, you know, give us our daily bread. Would you provide for our needs? Because we all have needs, don't we? And he said, let God talk to him about those daily needs. Talk to him about that forgiveness that you need and that, that you need to give as well as receive. Talk about God, will you guide me? Jesus said, Jesus himself is when I pray, I pray personally first. It's in a relationship. And, and we are called that when we praise is let's start with father, that relational God. But there's also this other side of perspective because it says father or our father and then hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. You are set apart. You are different from me. God, you are above all things and your kingdom come. Is because these are the two elements that need to be in our prayers. It's that relational God says, come to me. But remember that God is not suddenly become our little buddy, our good luck charm that we carry around. He's still almighty God. He is still holy. He's still above all things. He is the almighty creator, king of all kings. And in our prayer is to hold both those truths, that intimate God and the almighty God. Jesus is saying we need to start... From the right place. I think so often what we do. Is we, we start from the middle of the story. Is that we get on with our busy lives. And all of a sudden we hit a brick wall. We hit a problem. And going God will you, will you come in. Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. And it's like we dial 999. I'll say the prayer. And we expect God to come and do something. And Jesus is saying look. If you want to see the stuff that happens around my life. Happen around your life. He said the starting point. Is that personal and remembering it's us saying, God, your kingdom come. It's not God come and sort my life out. It's God, how do I link up with your kingdom? It's, it's that really personal thing is we need to start in the right place. I was trying to think of, a, of an illustration. I spent hours thinking of an illustration and, and the best I could come up with is, is a feeble one, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. Are you Ready? Um, you're expecting now, aren't you? You're going to be disappointed. But um, a, a few years ago, uh, Kathy and I uh, went up to London with uh, Fliss and Grant Shaw, part of our church. Uh, and they, we went to, uh, they did, Radio 2 did a festival in a day. So it's not like Glastonbury where you stand up and you have drugs and stuff. Um, it's... It, it's uh, <laughs> So, it's Radio Two. Come on, in Hyde Park, you you have a picnic basket. That's what you did. And um, and so we we got there really early and we set up our little plot and we we had our food there. And you weren't allowed to bring. It's this how civilised. You weren't allowed to bring chairs because obviously you want to be able to see the stage. Everyone sat on the floor. Uh, and we marked it all out. And and as the day unfolded, more and more people came. And, and by the late afternoon, it was jam packed. I mean, we we had a good plot, but we it, there are people all over the place and jam packed. And we were sort of between acts. This—I remember this lady came up, and, and she came, and and she sort of saw us, and then she sort of scooted back our, our blanket, and she <laughs> unfolded her chair and put it right in front of us, and sat in front of us. And we're going. I know we're Christian, but we did. I, I spoke out. I went, uh, uh, "Excuse me, uh, what are you doing? So I'm here for the concert." And I went, um, there's, "There's no space there." Well, yeah, but I needed, I need somewhere to go. And I'm going, yeah, you can go anywhere, but don't go there. Uh, and um, I said, the, the, there's no space there. And she said, well, what am I supposed to do then? I went, find another space. And, 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 and she went, and I, I, I probably didn't, then she grabbed her chair and walked off, probably cursing me as he went along. And I, I was reflecting on that a little bit. And, and I'm, I'm thinking that was a really weird experience. And I, I wonder if that's sometimes how we pray. You know, we're going, oh, I want to fit in here. God, this is where I'm going to be. And God's going, uh, can I be involved with this conversation? Oh, you don't want me. And off he goes again. Imagine though, in that situation, imagine if it was you guys. You go, hey, Madavan, Scholes, how you doing? I didn't know you were here. And, and we're going, oh, great to see you. Uh, and, and then you're going, look, I'm desperate for a place. Is there any space? And we're going, oh, we're a bit crowded. Look, you can't use your chair, but you know we can scoot up, and we probably can do something. And then we cuddle up for warmth, and we'll do that. You, you can imagine that probably happening, can't you? Yeah. I said probably, but, you know, it's <laughs> hard to commit too much just in case we see you next time at a festival. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But, but why, why would we, why would we actually give you space and not this stranger? It's because the starting point is relationship. Hi guys, remember us. And then, but you also remember perspective as in, I have no right to force you out of the way, but could you help? So I think this is what Jesus is saying is that when it comes to prayer, is that we need to make sure that we We start in the right place. Remember remember who's telling us it? this is Jesus. If you want to see the things that are happening around me happen around you, is you start because that's that's what prepares you for this. I I searched through scripture. You may find something I I, I couldn't find. I only found one place where Jesus almost said, I'm the Messiah, get me out of here. Okay, I I only found one place. I, I, I think there's only one. It's in the Garden of Gethsemane. So before Jesus was the horror of the cross, the crucifixion, the torture, he knew that. And and it said he prayed three times and he said, he said, Father, if there's any way that this could be taken away from me, if there's any way, but not my will, but yours be done. Three times he said, God, I I don't want to do this. It's overwhelming. It's scary, but not my will, but yours be done. See, that was a prayer. That was a powerful prayer, which displayed both the personal and the perspective but I tell you, that was not a spare of the moment prayer. That, that prayer, he could only pray that prayer and mean it is because he had spent hours, days, years in this place with God, starting in the right place so that when he came to that brick wall, when he came to that moment and going, I'm not sure if I can cope, he said, but God, I trust you still and I'm gonna follow you still. When it comes to our prayers to teach us how to pray, Jesus' first thing is start in the right place. Because what it does is it informs and helps. If you're worrying about what words do I have to say? I don't, I'm not very good with words. I, I don't know how to set prayer. It, it's good to use the Lord's Prayer. It's good to use other people's prayers. They are really good models. But, but it's not about getting the right words in the right order. It's about getting the relationship in the right place. And the right order. Because I think then we see God more. So that's the first thing Jesus said. Jesus first said, he said, look, it's not about a formula. He's starting in that right place. And then, and then without even saying amen, did you notice that? Jesus goes and leaves not temptation. Oh, let me tell you a story. And you're going, you're going, he didn't even say amen. How rude was that? You know, he, Jesus should know that, shouldn't he? He should know that amen is the way you end prayers, isn't it? Well, Jesus disagrees. And, um, and then he tells a story, uh, about someone who, who gets a visitor in and, and he needs to get some, so, need some bread. And so he knocks on the neighbor's door. Uh, and then there's this lovely phrase that there's about perseverance in prayer, but there's this lovely phrase, which is, uh, um, which is because of his shameless audacity, he gets the, the, the other house to give. You, you saw that phrase. Have a look at that phrase. shameless. I think that Jesus is saying, how about this one? So Jesus saying, start in the right place. And when you pray, apply a little bit of shameless audacity to your prayer. Do you think Jesus said that? Well, he did say it. Look at it. He said it. So you have to think. He does say that. So do you think Jesus practiced that? See, that's a, that's a really interesting thing to think about. Because if you're saying, teach us how to pray, Jesus going, well, this is how I do it. And that shameless audacity is about saying, you're not to ask God. And in fact, he says, ask and you'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But don't just do it gently and play. Who, when you were younger, used to do cherry knocking? Or knock and what do you, what do you youngsters call it? Bobby knocking. Bobby knocking. I never heard that one again. Anything else? Knock and run. Okay. The concept is, to bless your neighbours, you go and you knock on the door and you run. Who's ever done that? In their, who's done that? Come on, let's let's admit it. Let's shame it. Okay, come on, let's get it. Okay, okay, that's all right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to you that I in my in my misspent youth never did it. I did something close to it. I used to do door to door evangelism. It's very similar. It's very, very similar. Let me explain. Let me explain. It's similar. Where, where, see, you would run and knock. What I would do is, I would. So you would knock and run. I would knock and then pray that no one's in. <laughs> see, it's a, the it's a same sort of thing, isn't it? It's, it's like you, you do it. I and, and hope you don't get caught. And mine was. And seriously, because evangelism, you, you, you're just going. Uh, no, no one's in. Let's move on. That, that, and it, it's a scary thing doing that. Do it. You know, it, 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 was a season, and and um, it works for some people, but I found it was just terrifying. Uh, and, but, but when it comes to prayer, I, I think some of us approach it a bit like Bobby knocking, knock and run, cherry knocking. Is we, we, we go and we go, and then we run away. Or my, like, like my great evangelism, I knock, please don't answer, please don't answer. Or we say, please answer, please answer. And, and Jesus is saying that when you pray, when you apply a little bit of shameless audacity, ask and ask and ask and ask. It's not that God is reluctant it's just that God is saying, Let me hear your heart. Let me hear your passion. Give me a minute to answer the door. But it's that, and remember, Jesus is the one who said to do this, okay? That shameless ask and ask and ask again. And I was pondering about have I, have I done that? Now, some, if, if I'm really honest, I think a lot of my prayers are more like I drop a text to God, you know? It is, how many do that more often? You go, oh, yeah, I wonder, yeah, God, God, I haven't forgotten about them. Could you just bless them? And, and beep, sent. And, and as a, that's not shameless audacity. But there have been times when I've done this shameless audacity, when I'm just, I'm just before God and do it again and again and again. Uh, th- this building has taught me how to pray with shameless audacity and to ask for you guys to give money with shameless audacity. Because there's a, you, cause the truth is, it is we started this journey and, and we started, and there've been so many points along the way when I'm going, I don't know how we're going to do this. We did this and, and said to God, God, if this, if this stops now, it's going to it's going to look bad. It's going to just fail. It's going to, what does it communicate? And God, we want this for your glory. And if it's not going to happen and, and, and I've just nagged, I've shared my passion. I've used shameless audacity and saying, God, for your namesake, God, will you do it? And I and I prayed this and I prayed this and I prayed this and and I think God's answering, has answered. I know he's answered lots of times. And and I know that you guys, I know when we've done raising money and I've asked again and again, and sometimes you're going, He's asking again, I'm going, yeah, but do you know what? Look at what we've done for the glory of God. Look what we're still to do. And and there is good things, but but remember, remember who's telling you to do this? How are you supposed to ask, seek, and knock? with shameless audacity and the person who tells you to do it is jesus that's quite interesting don't you think because reflect it one one step further back remember so jesus is telling us how he prays so jesus prays through relationship and that eternal perspective jesus also prays with shameless audacity to his father So the way that he sees miracles and the way that he sees um, the power uh, of God unleashed is because when he prays, he's praying, God, I want to see your kingdom come. God, I want to see your glory. I know that you can transform lives. I know that you love people and I want it to be seen in everything I do. I want to see breakthrough. I wonder if we prayed with more shameless audacity about some of those areas we would love to see breakthrough in, what difference that would make. In our workplaces, in our schools, in our families, in our friendships. If we don't just pray as in God, will you do something there? It's with shameless audacity. We pray and we pray and God, will you let your love shine in? And God, will your glory come and will you move? I think if we dig the ground, I think we may see more of God stepping in. And that shameless audacity, again, is not about the words you use. I think many of us, we struggle with with prayer because I don't know, do I need to change my words? And and actually, shameless, shameless audacity is about passion. It's about passion. And God actually says, put some passion in it and keep going at it. Don't cherry knock. Come on. Knock, knock, knock. And he will open. So the first two things that Jesus says, start in the right place and you'll see more of God moving. Because that's what I do. Secondly, he says, apply some shameless audacity in the way that you're asking of God. And you'll see more because that's what I do. And the third one is this, is I've entitled it, let God answer. Let God answer. How many of you have, when you make your request to God, which is a biblical good thing to do, you go beyond that. You don't just make your request as you give God the full answer that you want. Yeah, 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 I've all detailed. Sometimes with pictures and everything, you're going, God, and you detail it out. And, and some of us, we get, I think we get mad or frustrated with God, not because he hasn't answered, but because he hasn't answered in the way that we want him to answer it. And Jesus is saying, look, just as a, a, a good father to his son, if his son wants a fish, he doesn't give him a snake and doesn't give him a scorpion in front of the son of an egg. I guess in that context, it made sense to us. You're going, that's just weird. Um, but he, uh, just as a father knows how to give good gifts, he said, but your heavenly father, he knows how to give good gifts. And what's the greatest gift is that is the Holy Spirit is basically more of him. Is more of him. He's our prayer, God. And I'm struggling with my school, my work situation. God, will you step into that health and you pray and pray and, and don't give God the answer. You can ask if you want, but let God answer it. See, when Jesus was walking in uh, walking this earth and he saw people get healed and he saw situations happening, what he was doing is he was not dictating the answer. He was stepping into the answer that God had already prepared. He was stepping into the answer that God had already prepared. He was that's what prayer does. Prayer prepares us to say, God, I'm just going to step in and join in your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Is God, I just want to step into what you're doing already. A couple of years ago, my, my daughter, or our daughter, because Kathy's a mum as well. And um, our, our daughter, Naomi, um, she's studying in Exeter. And um, she, we are chatting on the phone. Uh, and she was saying, she goes, Dad, I, I just... I just feel a bit sort of like disconnected from God at the moment. I, and I went, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, I used to have like lots of God conversations with my friends and people at college and stuff like that. And, and it just seems like I'm not seeing it anymore. And I, and so we, we talked and I said, well, are you like, are you, how, how are you spending time with God? And she said, I'm doing that. And I, I spend time in in prayer and, and reading God's word and a bit of worshiping. So, so I think, you know, I'm I'm spending time in there, but I'm just not seeing the fruit or the, the action of that. There, There seems to be a disconnect. And I said, well, look, you're doing the right stuff. And I went, look, the truth is that God loves the people of Exeter more than you do. Okay. That's the truth. And the truth is that God has gone before you, that God is already doing things. So, so we're going to, I've got an interesting prayer we're going to pray. And I said, what we're going to pray is in the next 24 hours is that not that you haven't got to stir anything, but, but that God would reveal something that he's doing and, and and then you just jump in. How about that? And she went, um, and I said, no, no, you're going to just carry on your day. You're, the only responsibility you have is to be ready. Okay, so when it opens up, you're there. Can, can you do that? She goes, well, okay, I'll do that. So we prayed on the phone. I, I said, okay, so the next 20, God, the next 24 hours, we know that you're moving. We know that you go ahead of us. We know that you're doing. I'm just praying, God, that Naomi, the next 24 hours, she will just bump into it and just step into what you are already doing. And we said, amen, and, and we carried on conversation, and that was it. The next morning, I texted her, and I, I said, okay, uh, morning, babe. I said, are you ready for when God opens up, and she went, yeah, and I'm going, no, she was more positive, she said, yes, I am, and I'm going, great, and I'm going, God, come on, God, just give that opportunity, God, open that up, let it, and God, I, and I, I, you know, I, I, with shameless audacity, I'm going, God, come on, God, come on, at 1.56, I got a text, in the afternoon, I got a text, Dad, I just had the most incredible God conversations with my, my people in my, my class. He said it was an incredible conversation. And two of them want to come to church as a result of it. And I'm going, and I'm going, I'm going well done. Yes. I'm going, yeah. of course, what did you expect? You're just joining God, you know. And, and it, was, it was, I was, you know, I, I was both excited and, and a bit shamed, really, because I'm going, why don't I, I, I know this truth. But when you apply shameless audacity to it to say, God, what are you doing? What's your answer? I'm just going to join you is you see a lot greater things happening. See, I think that's what Jesus did. I think we, we see many incredible things happen around Jesus and that connection with prayer and, and Jesus saying, well, what I do is when you pray, it's just the preparing gets you ready for when God opens it up. When the heavenly father opens up those opportunities, you're just j- there and joining in. Those incredible movements of Jesus, he was just joining in what God was doing. And prayer was the, that heartbeat behind it. Remember, this series is, is called Jesus Steps In. Now, often, I'm not sure what goes to your head when you think of that phrase, often means, Jesus, will you step in and get me out of here or fix it? But here, Jesus steps in and says, look, let me, let me tell you how to pray. Let me tell you how I do it. Start in the right place. Shameless audacity in your perseverance. And then just join God's answer. Simple as that. Isn't that simple? It is. I, it's, scarily, it is quite simple. But it means that we need to engage with that. Because the thing is, it is simple, but a, it, a formula is much simpler, isn't it? That I just get on with my life and then when troubles come, I just read this set prayer and, hey. But God, that's not how God designed it. I think if we want to see more of God stepping into our lives and around it is we need to engage in prayer as Jesus is to do it. It is as simple and as complex as that. Now, that's the theory. So let's have a little go at some practice, okay? You up for that? Okay, okay. So, so I, 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 I want to hang around probably the middle thing more. Some of us need to step back from the stop giving God all the answers and say, God, you're God. And, and, and I, I, I want to just keep coming before you, God. Some of us need to, to step maybe towards that starting point and say it's about a relationship. And that, that's what leads to that shameless, shameless audacity. But the practice is, what, what, is, that, what is that area that, that you, you really want to see God move in? That area, maybe, maybe something you used to pray for a lot and, and you've just got a bit tired, a bit disheartened about, Does God really, is God really connecting anymore? Does God really care? And you've just stopped praying about it. And you're not doing the shameless audacity. You're just going, well, oh, you know, I tried. It. It's in God's hands. He'll do it. And, and I want us to come back to that relational that God is a loving father who calls us. And, and I want us to be people who just say, okay, God, I want to come to you and I want to bring it before you again. And again, and I want to commit to it again. And I want to commit to, to praying every day. Say for the next seven days, I want you to pick something and say for the next seven days, God, I'm, I want to just keep praying again and again and again. It's not so you get my way. So I get my way. It's saying, God, I'm to, I want to be committed to that. I want to do some shameless audacity. God, will you step in? Will you change it? And I want to be open to whatever answer you give. You guys up for that? Finding that one area and saying, for the next seven days, I'm going to commit to pray every day. And not just alone. You can pray with other people. It's interesting that Lord's Prayer, it's, if you do the Matthew version, it's our Father. So there's the communal. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not in temptation. There's a communal thing about it. Because he said, do it together. Okay, so maybe in your small group, maybe you've got a prayer buddy. Maybe just saying, this one area, we're going we're gonna to have a little experiment like Mark did with Naomi. And, and hold God to his word that he goes before us and we're just going to join him. But what is that one area you want to see him moving in? And say, I'm going to bring that. I'm going to pray that. I'm going to pray that in the morning, at lunchtime, in the evening. Just going to pray, God, will you come? Maybe more than that if you want, but just commit to that. You fancy trying that? No? Okay. And... um. <laughs> I'm tempted to, because I know some of you are, are, are said yes, because you're up for that. Sounds cool. And others are going, I'm not sure, because what if it doesn't work and you've got some that, I'm, I'm not going to name and shame, you know, say, but I, I want us to give an opportunity. So for next week, it is for you guys to come back and say, actually, this is the area and I've seen God do something. Now, God may not answer it in the way that you've been praying, but God will do something because Jesus says, pray with shingless audacity. Come on, ask and what? Seek and what? Knock and what? What did Jesus say? When you do it, what will happen? You'll find, you'll receive, you'll answer the door. So do you, do, is it right to hold Jesus to his words? Yes. So that's what we pray. God, will you answer the door? Will you answer the door? Will he help me find it? So that's our prayer, okay? Now, okay, so what does that look like? Is I'm gonna, we're going to bow in prayer in a second. And I want to I just to, to ponder... And just to pray and be open to the Holy Spirit. And if it can have the band coming up, um, we're going to do a bit more worshiping in a second. But if the band can come up and, and um, let's have a little bit of, of Muzak in the background just to, to hum around there. And, and, and just, just to, to listen and, and just to pray. What, what, is, that, what is that area that, that you want from God? That you want God to step into? What is that area? So let's just bow our heads now. And say, so Holy Spirit, come and do some stirring. For some of us, we need to narrow that list down because there's 101 things. But Father, maybe just pick one. For some of us, we're nervous about that one thing. So don't pick the safe one. Pick the one that's really thumping your heart, okay? And Jesus, we're going to commit and say, we're going to pray this with shameless audacity. And bring it before you. From relationship to our loving heavenly father, not to fix it, but we're going to hold it to you and say, God, will your kingdom come? If you feel comfortable, maybe hold your hands out and, and just say, this is what's in my hands and saying, Jesus, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to follow the hands of Jesus and, and take this, please. And will you come? Will you touch? Will you move? And this week we're going to commit. We're going to pray. We're gonna keep coming to you, not using magic words or this, that we're just gonna say, Jesus, will you step in? Will you give an answer? Will you let fill it with your spirit so something of you happens? God, I want to pray that next Sunday that we're going, wow, look what God did. I pray that next Saturday, next Friday. Throughout this week, as we just come back to the heart of prayer, which is a relationship with you, God. As we lift it, and we wait on you. As we wait on you, God. It's not about our answer, it's about you.